podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yeah, I think it is all about focusing on, on where and when I'm getting to the City boys. Is it madness to you we've not really got any eyes on the defensive players at the moment? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around £50,000. My name's Rich. And my name is James. How are we doing? Are you closer to the 50 big ones? Uh, a bit better than this time last week. I'm How many a... points for the week in the end? As in well, for, actually, this is a this new week. week, isn't it? Because it wasn't actually two game weeks for uh, for Sky Fantasy. But uh, were there two separate? Six, 65 actually. from the six players I've got to be quite happy with, which was on top of the 35 in the first weekend. So I'm on exactly 100. Oh, nice. So far since overhaul. Okay, I was on forty-one in the first week and eighty-two this week, which Smashed is a, a stormer. It. Yeah, you know why that is? Uh, it's not because I captained Diogo Jota because I didn't captain. But you do own Diogo Jota. Um, yeah, I mean to be honest, I got to be happy because after the first half a week of overhaul, I was around at ten k and I'd stayed at nine and a half or something like that. So I didn't make any particular movement. Whereas this week, I've jumped up 4,000 places to just inside top 6K. Um, yeah, so I've got to be happy with that because it really did feel like I was yo-yoing between 5K and 10K for basically the whole three quarters of the first half of the season. Um, ended up doing okay. I went with uh, Ivan Tony on Saturday over Saliba, which ended up uh, being one point in it because Tony decided to get himself booked Thank you, Ivan Tony. No surprise there. But I'm happy I went with the potential upside, to be honest with you on Just that one. Just a joke there and such refrain from doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm happy I went with the potential upside. But here's the interesting thing. It then came to the Sunday and the defender, my defender had outscored my attacking player, albeit by one point, but my defender had outscored my attacking player. The Liverpool game was later in the day. So I didn't know the team. And I was 90% confident that Jota would start, but I wasn't 100% confident that Jota would start. Jota was already a differential for me anyway. So I'll captain Van Dijk over Jota. Um, but did own both. So that, it was fine. It worked out okay. And I bought Ariola on, on Saturday as well. On Sunday, Sunday. sorry, that for Trafford. Trafford. Yeah. Um, that was already a pre-planned move. I mean, the Trafford uh, one game captaincy was like minutes away from from coming off for me so stick to the plan with that you had a so save okay. off him didn't you I did yeah, yeah. four points doubled up was, was Trafford um, so that was okay so yeah 19 points from Jota was really helpful uh, Van Dyke didn't hit a pass tier but with Bournemouth's hmm. pressing I don't know if it's that much of a surprise and the weather like it was yeah. dog poo <laughs> It was like windy, stormy in London, so it was even worse down on the south coast. Just shows Liverpool can win in the wind. Yeah. Uh, And then on the Monday night, James, I only had one player, which was Van Heck. Wow, what a beauty. And he came in with a 13-pointer, doubled up to 26, right? Yeah, yeah, 26 for Van Heck, yeah. And that really gave me a nice jump as well. What did Dunk do that day? Uh, ten pointer, right? So, so that little Van, bit Van makes Heck a little bit the, of a difference. Tackle, yeah, yeah, that does make a little bit of a difference. And Gross obviously was nothing, right? I don't know if you got a tier or not. So but. you had one Brighton player and got twenty six. Yeah, I had all all of my three Brighton return. That's gross. And only got seven points more. Yeah, 
Yeah, so that's worked out quite well for me. Feeling fairly fairly confident uh, going into the next week. The only issue for me is the Thursday captaincy next week where I only have Ariola. Same. Uh, I mean, after assault on Sunday, who knows if he'll recover. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers with him and his mouth bleeding. It'll be all right. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But yeah, it's my only captaincy coverage. I'm also not desperate to dive into anybody else on that day. So I'm going to just have to, to roll with it. There may be people that have got a, a United asset or, or Solanke sitting there that may be considered a better option. But um, despite that, I mean, Areola for save tiers is, is pretty consistent and good, if I'm honest with you. Um, so, yeah, feeling good. Your team? Yeah, I'd be fine with Areola captain next Thursday. Uh, if he wasn't in the team, if he hasn't recovered for whatever reason, then, yeah, I would make a transfer. Um, would maybe, uh, arguably, even because of perhaps Wolves' single game day against Sheffield United, maybe just go straight to Saar. Um, and move along that path. It wouldn't be part of my plan now, though. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good good returns for me at the weekend. Uh, Saliba was all I had Saturday, so captain. And that was the, the bigger surprise than Van Dyke notes here was Saliba um, and Gabriel. Um, quite a bit off in terms of the tiering of, of passing against Crystal Palace. When, Ars- when Arsenal are winning, what the do they do? Well, yeah, off. a little like, bit. Well, you've yeah. said it a few times where Arsenal are winning, they sit off a little bit. Yeah, we have seen that historically, in fairness. Uh, I had choice between Van Dijk and Ariola for captaincy. Sunday went Van Dijk. As I said, I had the three Brighton players. Van Heck, Dunk, Gross, Monday. Uh, and I went with Gross for the captaincy, um, which I don't, I don't regret that choice particularly. Because um, uh, Brighton putting together back-to-back clean sheets, having not picked up one previously, is a little bit of a surprise. And easily could have been Wolves scoring a goal on a counter-attack. Gross easily could have created a goal during the course of the game. So... You, you no, having no major double defence kind of counteract it was a, was a differential in a, itself a little, a little bit, bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. good, good. Um, cool. So any kind of plan moves for, for... It's obviously a set of midweek fixtures, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, next week. So, I mean, there's a lot of information to obviously unpack over the next uh, well, I guess six, seven days or so before the Premier League resumes next Tuesday. I think all eyes are very much on Manchester City team lineup next Wednesday, isn't it, as as it stands. Obviously, no, we've got the additional fixture with Brentford. The intention right now as it stands, Serge, if De Bruyne and Haaland are both in that team next week, the intention will be to buy both, I think. Okay. Just go for it. Um, Haaland's more promising news yesterday suggests probably still unlikely to play on Friday against Tottenham, but yeah, every chance now that he'll play against Burnley next Wednesday. And I imagine if he's in the lineup, pretty much every engaged player will be trying to get him straight in with no doubt about it. Particularly even more so if Tottenham and City does end up as a draw in the FA Cup on Friday night. Remember that single game day with Brentford doesn't happen. Not the rearranged game, the original one that on Monday the 5th of February. It'll move back to the Saturday evening. So therefore, your entry point for Manchester City prior to the next game with Brentford would be Burnley next Wednesday. Obviously, I think in the case that, say, a Haaland or a De Bruyne was a substitute and the Brentford game is going to remain on the Monday afterwards, it's probably wait and then go back in again the, the following Monday. That's the intention at the moment. Adebayo is definitely on the chopping block for me and then it'll be a case of which Brighton player to move on if I decide I want to go with both. The instincts on that is to... Uh, to <laughs> bleep machine, cut, Lewis Dunk. 
Um, he was kind of my 11th player choice anyway, um, believing that Van Heck was pretty safe to, to go moving forwards. Once I got the Luton game out of the way as well, then Brighton are walking into Tottenham. What's my expectation of a clean sheet there? It's next to none. Every chance I might still hit the passing tiers, but that will be a really difficult game to predict. So I think it will be a good time to cut off uh, a Brighton player for those of us who've gambled and gone with the extra. If you've only just got gone the one, like say yourself, you're obviously not moving Van Heck. That's a given. So that's kind of loose plan at the moment. Um, I think I'd mentioned the idea of getting a Tottenham player next Wednesday as well. That's a, probably now a non-starter for me. I do like the idea of punting straight into James Madison if he's back. And should, say, a neither De Bruyne or Haaland be in the lineup next Wednesday, I'm, I may then go that route because I'm definitely not holding Adebayo past next Tuesday. Um, but obviously the Chelsea game now that was scheduled for Friday the 23rd is off. And unlike in the case of Liverpool-Luton getting postponed and we think being brought forward, that's really unlikely to be the case with Chelsea and Tottenham. Um, and with no real captaincy requirement, other than you can make a case Saturday the 3rd, then not really sure I want to dive into Tottenham next Wednesday. If the game suddenly did get rearranged, I know people speculated that if Chelsea and Tottenham both lost in the FA Cup Friday night, could it just move into the midweek of the FA Cup fifth round, which is the midweek after when it was originally scheduled? I think that's very, very unlikely to happen, even in that scenario purely because I think Sky have got the rights to the game and they'll probably be wanting to hold that back for later in the season now. And the difference between the Chelsea-Tottenham game, obviously neither team in Europe, so there's no rush. I've already said I'll project it for Thursday night in match week 35 currently, if Chelsea, if primarily if Chelsea continue to progress in the FA Cup. Um, whereas the Liverpool game, because of their commitments in Europa and obviously still being the FA Cup, the Liverpool-Luton game really has to be brought forward. We can't trust the Premier League to do it, but that, in theory, should be what, what happens. So the fact that there's losing of a game, if I brought a Tottenham player in, although Romero, Porro, Madison, all appeal, I'm not sticking the armband on them, so I don't think it's worth it, to be honest. Despite it is a good run of four fixtures. There's three home games in there. Will be a nice differential. There's a few that certainly you can jump off and get sort of effective four V2s, but... Unless I had a lot of transfers in the bank or I said if De Bruyne Holland are not in the Man City team next Wednesday, then I can't really see me going down that route because inevitably it's almost definitely going to be a transfer back out for me after Tottenham play Wolves on uh, February the 17th. It's particularly if the Crystal Palace game wasn't on the Saturday, the week after the Carabao Cup final, although it's highly likely it will be. But remember we said one more after that, the Aston Villa game would won't be the Friday or the Saturday. So if you wait one more, there will be a re-entry point back to Tottenham. And should Tottenham be out of the FA Cup and Fulham be out of the FA Cup, then you definitely will want a Tottenham player back at that point. So might be spinning your narrative, might look a bit different after the weekend where if we can look ahead and know, yeah, Fulham, Tottenham, definitely in 29s on. But also remember, we've got Sun to come back at some point as well. And it's worth saying, as it stands, time of recording, Japan are playing today, I think. Is it Japan or Korea playing today, Nico? Japan, Japan. Um, Sonny could be back. Um, not for the Brentford game, and the Everton game would be unlikely, but then by the Brighton game. And that might make things a little bit confusing if, for, say, Richarlison, for example, now that Werner's on board as well. So Sonny might be back a little bit earlier than expected. But yeah, I think 
it's all lies on Man City at the moment for next Wednesday and, and yeah, that team lineup. I, really, I, I know where you're coming from. I'm, I'm to be honest. Um, I would, I wouldn't say hamstrung, but I have no need to make any transfers as it stands right now. Um, so any transfer that I make will be a want. And like you, it's down to Erling Haaland, target number one, and, and Kevin De Bruyne, target number two. But the way I look, when I, when I look at my team, I'm kind of like, okay, well, where's that transfer coming from? Well, Ariola, I'm not moving on um, at the moment, and he's captaincy coverage for me on Thursday. So there's no way I can move him on. Um, Van Heck, I want to keep as backup captain, and I need him in for the Sheffield United game, which is further down the line. Plus, they've got the home game against Palace. Uh, Luton's not a bad fixture, so, so for, and he's an enabler, right? Um, I've got both Jota and Van Dyke at the moment. Um, I don't need both for captaincy coverage, but while Salah's away, I don't want to move on Jota and Van Dyke's Mr. Mr. Consistent. I've already got Spurs coverage in there and Romero sitting there. Yep. So, like, you've given the reason for getting one and then holding through. I'm not going to be moving him on yeah, particularly. Yeah, if, if I had, yeah, I, I, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Quite agree. Cole Palmer, um, he's sitting there for me right now. Again, I want him for captaincy for the uh, Crystal Palace game. And also maybe Sunday the 4th. Possibly. At home to Wolves when so Arsenal-Liverpool play each other. He's not moving on. Uh, Ollie Watkins is sitting there right now. Again, I want him for captaincy for the Sheffield United game. And I may want him for the Manchester United home game as well. So I'm not moving Ollie Watkins on. So really the two players... So I've got two Man City players already. Rodri and Foden. Same. Can't be doing a sideways move. I don't feel like sideways Foden yeah, to De Bruyne or Foden to Holland makes sense. Assuming Foden's in the team. Uh, Ivan Tony, it would be a same-day transfer when they're away at your place. I don't see that as a sensible thing to potentially do because he's, he's there as backup captaincy coverage and um, I bought him for a reason, Ivan Tony, to be a bit of a differential at 10% owned. I'm not moving him on. To become Saliba, because after Nottingham Forest, when I'll captain him, Liverpool at home, not great. West Ham, like we're likely to score because we uh, do score goals generally and it's a home fixture for us. He lit Parsons here against you. Even he, Chef he, he will, but what, what, what am I giving up West Ham away for? Four or five Man City fixtures. So I think I'll be selling... If Haaland's in the team on, on the Wednesday, I think I'll be selling Saliba for Haaland and I'll have to let KDB go. I can't, I can't move any of the other players on necessarily for KDB. So I'll get Haaland in, I'll captain Haaland, and I'll let him go. So who have you got playing next Tuesday? It's just Van Heck. No, uh, Saliba. Oh, and Saliba, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just let Saliba go for, for Haaland, and I'll come back to Saliba when I need to. Because, like, there's no Arsenal captaincy coverage and I'm not going to use Liverpool or West Ham away as captaincy coverage. No, there's coverage. not. I, Burnley I get, away, I the, sure, but that's when Man City have got a home game against Chelsea. As long as... Or Liverpool have got uh, Brentford, right? Yeah, what you need to do if you move Saliba on... I don't hate it, by the way. Um, it's a five for three. Is... Not you, including you, captaincy. You need to hold Palmer and you need to hold Watkins. You need to hold those two players. Yeah, which is my intention too, yep. as well. So um, I'm kind of, there's no one I need to move. So, and definitely I'm not going without Holland. If Holland's in the team, there's no way I'm going without him. So Saliba will be my, my sacrifice the, to the move on to The other thing to bear in mind, we do think we'll probably get the March TV fixtures before the weekend. Um, this now, weekend? Yes. Yep. So that, that will open up the picture a little bit more. You've got to remember, in, in, Ars in Arsenal's case... They might be really useful in March. So, is Sheffield United away? 
There's Brentford at home, which we've we've said already is is basically going to start the game week. It's almost definitely be the Saturday. It could even be the Friday night. And then the Chelsea game, obviously, if Chelsea are out the cup, would go ahead yep. in match week 29 as well. Now, if they're all scheduled as Saturdays, and I've heard a rumour Arsenal-Chelsea might be the 12.30 in FA Cup quarterfinal weekend, i.e. TNT might pick it up, you might have a real problem where there's no entry point back to them. That's, that's the only thing. I can, I can see that. And if captaincy is needed, it's needed. But... Um I'll cross that bridge kind of when I get to it. Like you've said, right now it's City time. Even if I can only get a Holland for the Burnley game and then I manoeuvre another move for the Brentford game, Brentford-Everton, Chelsea at home, Brentford again, uh, and then Bournemouth away. For that run, Like I want four of them. I mean, Foden, Rodri, De Bruyne, Holland could be season-defining during that period if they go on a little run. So... Yeah, I think it is all about focusing on, on where and when I'm getting to the City boys. Does it feel madness to you we've not really got any eyes on the defensive players at the moment? I think there's other good assets defensively thinking about it. Like, I'm happy with Van Heck. Maybe I've got rose-tinted glasses from just having a little bit of a, a nice return from him, but it was comfortably in Tier 2, 80-something passes. Um, yeah, I, I think Van Dijk is, is there. Um, without Salah there at the moment, Obviously, as uh, Liverpool coverage, got a question, when is Salah coming back and do we want to get back to him? Um, and Romero, and there's other defensive assets. What's also in. complicated this week as well, it's not just Haaland back in training, John Stones as well. Mm. Um, so that potentially complicates things. And we've Complicated seen for who? Everybody above them and below them in the chase for the title, ev- basically. Everybody Ouch. who wants to invest in City defensive players for Sky Fantasy. So, Walken Gradio, you might have seen the Newcastle game, playing really advanced. I think part of that is you can't move any of the centre-backs into midfield because none of them are good enough or capable. Akanji's the only other one that he's trusted to do the job, and he's also been absent. Um, and he's probably behind Stones in his recovery now. Now, Stones coming back in can have an impact on everybody else in the team in terms of their position, all the way up to Phil Foden, by the way, in terms of where he plays on the pitch. Um, so that really muddies the water, I think, because then I think, well, it wants Stone's part of that. Walker will play regularly enough, but there's never anything with it. It doesn't hit the, par- the passing tier as regularly as you'd want for a Man City player, and he doesn't really contribute much offensively. You keep looking at Diaz, but there's Aki. He can bring Vardio inside. Akanji might be back soon. Yeah, it's easier with the forward players, remarkably, than defensively. So it means people look at Edison again, (laughs) (laughs) inevitably. Which, look, they're going to have extra fixtures. It's not terrible. You just need Man City to be returning the clean sheets, basically. Because you know what it is with him. It's two points or nine points, right, basically, the majority of the time. I think we should also, Suj, have a quick chat about Salah. Yes. Um, Because I think there should be an awareness at this point that we might not go back. And I realise a lot of teams have obviously set up a little bit like mine as well to make sure that I can, I can get back there. What we've got to factor in, I think, is what his agent said about the three to four week deadline. So I mentioned on yesterday's podcast about the Brentford game being Saturday the 17th of February. So 12.30 kickoff. We do see the Liverpool team. Um, <laughs> you'd need Egypt um, to basically not win AFCON which is still possible, remarkably, I think, to make sure he's not gone partying for a week. He might return from injury and go partying in Egypt for a week. I have no (laughs) idea. But Afcon will be finished. So in theory, if he's available and back from injury, he should, at worst case, be able to play against Brentford on Saturday, February the 17th. 
but he might not be back. Now, the Luton game, obviously, if Liverpool win tonight, there's every chance it will get brought forward. What you need to remember with that is, if it does get brought forward, it will be Wednesday the 21st. So it will be a different night from Manchester City-Brentford. But unlike in the case of Manchester City, there is no extra fixture for Liverpool. What we'll be doing, it would be no different, effective, to moving the Liverpool-Luton game to the Friday night rather than the Wednesday. It psychologically plays tricks with you, but just think of it like that. It would be like having Liverpool-Luton just move to the Friday night rather than the Wednesday, if that's what happens. So there's no extra fixture. And then after that, obviously, in the weekend, they won't play. There's Forest away, which subject to where it lands might be manageable in terms of not having him. Then it's City at home. And then Everton away is scheduled for FA Cup quarter-final weekend. Which You've got it down for a Sunday at the moment. Well, Liverpool play in Europe the Thursday before. So if it goes ahead or if Liverpool Sunday. play in the FA Cup court final that weekend, they have to play on the Sunday. Or no fixture. It's internationals the week after. So that's why there's, there's four fixtures in match week 29 of the FA Cup court finals that if they go ahead, have to be on the Sunday. That involves the four teams, Villa, Brighton, West Ham, Liverpool, are obviously in Europa competitions. So even that, if the Everton game did even go ahead, you could, well, it's a Sunday entry point, you can go back. We might sit here without Mo Salah for the next two months. Is if, that if a case? If this injury prolongs beyond, I think, the Brentford game. Is that then strengthening the case for if you've got Liverpool assets at the moment, like a Van Dijk or, or what have you, hold okay. them yeah, through? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Because if you don't want to go back to Salah, you've got that backup coverage. Yeah, I, I mean, I would look at that. Think of it like this. If Mo Salah was playing Luton on a Friday night and that was his first game back, and you knew he, was, he wasn't going to play, obviously, for, say, there was no gain on what's coming afterwards. Would you buy him back on a Friday night? Now it's Mo. You'd see the team. There is a case to do it. But it'd also make the case and go, well, I think that's a 10-pointer for Van Dijk here. Do I need to? Can I take it on and leave a transfer in the bank to go back for, back for him later on? So I, my thought process at the moment would maybe even be that I don't go back for Mo. Now, if Mo's back in that team against Brentford on Saturday the 17th and I can see the lineup, even though there's no particular gain, I would maybe just get on with it and do it quite possibly. So I think we need to keep our eyes and ears close. At the moment, it looks like he probably be, won't, won't be back for the Burnley game on Saturday the 10th of February. Um, and be, what comes before, he's not going to be fit for either way anyway. So... I think there's two paths to consider. One is leaving it open to get back to him, and I think most of us should do that. But also the solution might be not to do so. So it's, it's complicated, I think. Mm. Well, look, this is that time of the year where things become clearer. So, uh, like you said, potentially March TV fixtures, FA Cup uh, fourth round, and we know what's happening with that. We know what's going to happen tonight with Liverpool, but... Let's just wait and see and double confirm. How what do we know what's going to happen tonight? No, we're 80% likely, but let it get confirmed. Fulham, Fulham are home to Liverpool. Cool, Fulham. And, Fulham uh, win by a goal, it goes straight to penalties. Yeah, let's just see how we get on, but we'll have a lot more information by the time we record this time next week, but we'll be in the middle of a game week. Wow. Let's cover off captaincy before you can let us know what happened with the tiering points over the five games. And we've had a few questions in on... Uh, on the internet. Saliba for me, simple. A choice is Saliba or Van Heck. And I think I'm going to go Saliba. Even though Forrest are, are, are in good form. Are you not considering Watkins as a choice? Home to <sighs> Newcastle, 19th record for away, away teams this season. Second worst. 
I should, shouldn't I? Well, I, I think it's close. I certainly wouldn't rule him out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel like Saliba... I, don't, I think Forrest was scoring that game. They've been attacking under Nuno, so I think Forrest have got a goal in them. Luton as well, I think, will be lumping balls in the box and they've got a big physical team. I'm, I think I back Luton to score at home as well. So I don't really see clean sheets out of Van Heck and Saliba. So you're right, I think... Uh, if that's the case, then what am I looking at? Just a four-pointer or something he like that? He holding the same fixture last season as well. I know it doesn't hold too much yeah. relevance. Uh, uh, it's going to be close. What are you doing? I'll copy you. <laughs> um, to be honest, I, I couldn't say with certainty, but I, I think my instinct would be probably Watkins. Yeah. Home fixture, Villa Park. Yeah, I, I would probably go down that route, I think. Okay. That's got the bigger upside. That's got the bigger upside for me. So I think probably probably Watkins and his ownership is massive, right? The Wednesday, well, it's, it's like a scaling of Manchester City players subject to who's yeah, available. Yeah, I think, it? though, if it's not Holland or De Bruyne, I do think, and, and I know obviously we'll see the team, if Jota's in the team, I may consider Jota, you know. Over Foden? Yeah. If Holland and, Home De, if against Holland Chelsea. and De Bruyne weren't in the team, I'd captain Foden next Wednesday. Yeah, if Holland and Bruyne aren't, I may go Jota, you know, because I just think Liverpool at Anfield, they could do some damage against Chelsea. Um, and, and I think they will. Whereas, uh, I, I mean, City could, but that's City without two of their best players. And obviously, Vinny Company going back there, I think he's going to want to dig in. Now, that doesn't really help because City will do what they want to do. You know what I'm absolutely relieved about next Wednesday? That Man City's 7.30 kickoff. Obviously, we see the lineups for all the teams, but I'll be at Tottenham, won't I? Uh, I don't yeah. need 15 minutes before kickoff. Oh, what's yeah, the Man City yeah, team? Yeah, like, it's yeah. not on my head. So, yeah, little five minutes outside the ground at half past six before I go in. That's that's the plan. What's going on with your defenders? Shall I captain Tony? You're not going to captain Tony okay. over Man City, player. Yeah, I'm not. You're I not. would just like to captain I mean, Tony no, and him all against as Tottenham. As it stands, no, be double knowing bubble. our luck, we'll probably pick up an injury on Friday night. Mm. But... Tottenham will be playing with their first choice defence. My choice on Monday, uh, on the Thursday is Ariola, so I will just be sticking with Ariola. Yeah, that's my plan. Did you give any thought to buying Bowen on Sunday? I no. did think about it. No. Bowen without his mates. Yeah, that's the conclusion I came no. to as well. But he or Kudos is probably the best captaincy next Thursday, aren't they? Yeah. On paper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without that. Kudos is, is definitely coming back. You've seen his interview after the game. He was pretty... Someone was giving him a man a match. Have you seen it? Upset. It's just like, yeah, thanks for voting for me. Like, tell you when to speak. Come speak, home. Come home, my, bro, my guy. Let's come home. So one wanted. of Bowen's mates is coming back. Yes. Uh, and he's got a new mate coming as well. So, uh, you know, 7.1, James. The other thing with Bowen is, as we've said previously, and you can obviously enter on that night, and I think it's similar will apply to to Tony, although you probably want to go a bit earlier. Obviously, that West Ham-Brentford game, we now know Monday the 26th of February, he's on. That, I would feel less comfortable, I don't know why, but I'd feel less comfortable about Captain Ariola that night. Perhaps because it's a single game day and I know there will be a few little bits of Wolves knocking about on the Thursday the 1st. Uh, and I know Kudos will have like, no ownership at the moment. A lot of people have gone without Bowen. And maybe see a build-up coming towards that Monday night where it will feel more necessary. To have one of the offensive ones. But enter when? Arsenal? Which well, is a Sunday? Well, you could enter on the night, can't you? On yeah, West true. Brentford. True. Subject to perhaps what the outlook is for the FA Cup quarterfinal weekend. Yeah, but then I mean, you're getting close to Europa League starts again around then and what, stuff. What you've so. got to factor in, and we obviously said about those four teams that would play on the Sunday, 
uh, in Europa involvement FA Cup quarter final weekend. For the other six games, you bet you've got to consider that any one of them that's on could easily end up as a single game day on, say, the Friday night. And the fact that we know Burnley-Brentford will definitely go ahead and we think the TV games are going to be selected this week, I would not be surprised if Burnley-Brentford was picked up for TV. Cool. Probably on the Friday night as well, by the way. Let's talk about tier points from the five games at the weekend, James. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a huge amount to, to cover and learn yeah. from this. I and mean, we've already mentioned the, the surprise of basically only Zinchenko hitting pass and tier for Arsenal players. 79 passes. It's worth saying Declan Rice certainly would have hit a pass and tier. Came off with 20 minutes to go. He was on 54 passes. So he would have hit it. But Saliba, 53. Again, more than Gabriel. That, that pattern is continuing. Gabriel, 44. But it is surprising how low it was. Jockey Manderson, 45 for Palace. He, I think, yeah, it's the, it's the game state narrative, as, as we've said in the past. Um, so Zinchenko owners, you've got Parsons here and Tackleton. I don't suppose there'll be many of them because I think it was a doubt at overhaul point as well. David Rea, five saves. Didn't feel like it. Martinelli obviously came on and scored twice. Inevitably hit shots here. Jefferson Lerman, Eze shots here. Tyreek Mitchell is a, is a regular um, in the tackle tiers, obviously picked it up as well. Not a single tier in the Brentford Forest game, such not one, not even not, a, not one, a, not even a tackle tier. Absolutely, wow, nothing. Uh, Matt Turner made two saves. No player had more than one shot on target. The highest for passing. And that's in a three-two as well. So it's not like yeah. it was a boring the, drab nil-nil. No, it was very enjoyable. Watch the highest for passing was Oriol Mangala of Nottingham Forest, fifty-five. Um, I mean, the two centre-backs for Forrest, Murillo and Omar Bamadeli, 26-25 respectively. Me, Pinnock and Collins for Brentford, all 38-39-39. Sorry, Nicholas Dominguez actually had the most passes, 58. I mean, basically played right midfield, so I mean, it's an odd one. Uh, tackles, no one got more than tackles in the game as well, so... Um, with Brentford, I only think people will be looking at, at Tony moving forward anyway. And Bumo's not likely to be fit before the rearranged City game. Uh, Sheffield United, West Ham, Arnil Homi Hodzic, 68 passes, surging to tier one tackles. You know, the most passes was for West Ham, Serge? Ooh, uh, Ben Johnson. (laughs) 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 Is the only one who played any football when he came on? Yes, Ben Johnson is is not the correct answer. Uh, It's going to be one of the midfielders, JWP maybe. Ward pass, 39. Yeah, we gave up a lot of possession in that game. Zuma 24, Mavroponish 20, pass complete against Sheffield United, mate. That's passes completed. They attempted another 50. They just cocked him <laughs> just, up. <laughs> just absolutely shit. I mean, oh, yeah. Dear. yeah. Uh, Wasn't it, a great finish game. Vinicius Souza in midfield, 49 for Sheffield United. And he gave a lot of passes away during the game as well. Suchet and tackles, Danny Ings shots, Ben Burrett and Diaz, full debut, obviously goal shots here as well. Ariola was in the saves, as yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jared Bowen, not a single shot on target in the game. Uh, Bournemouth and Liverpool, Marcus Tavernier, seven tackles, one. Neto made saves. Uh, the headline being, I think, again, Van Dyke not in the passing tier. Ibrahim Akanate was 71. So Just. a lot more. And it's quite interesting that because Joe Gomez obviously played left back, hit 44, similar number to Van Dyke. And Connor Bradley, who I thought, performed quite well at right back, only 21. Completed as well. So um, I don't know if it was going into Van Dyke and then funneling straight into midfield areas. Alexis McAllister, a little bit of a mini haul, 63 passes completed, nine tackles. Wow. One as well. 
And his two midfield partners, Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott, also picked up tier one tackles. Nunes and Jota, obviously, in the shot tier. It was tier two for Darwin Nunes. Uh, from Brighton Wolves, Mario Lamina, seven tackles, one. The two keepers, Sar and Steele, in save tier. João Pedro, I think those who owned probably would have gambled him captain, I think, quite a lot. He would have, oh, as I said yesterday, he would have frustrated the life out of you. So often took an extra shot. He did have two on target. He also, I think, a sign of Brighton's dominance in the game in terms of possession stats. 48 passes completed for João Pedro, who did very much have a lean towards the left side. He basically finishes the left wing back in the game very late on. Uh, it's Stupinan just into tier two passing. There was some passes found overnight from Opta. Uh, 70 completed. Pascal Gross, 87. Van Heck, 86. Dunk and Gilmore, both over 100. 119 for Lewis Dunk. 106 for Billy Gilmore. And I think Gilmore is an enabler who will play quite a bit over this period. But I, I think most probably aren't on and most won't get to. And by the time you, you think, oh, I can do that, their European fixtures will start up again and you'll think, well, I don't really want to do that anymore. So, as I said previously, I think Van Heck, he's not going to play every game like Dunk does, but I think he's going to play enough to make the saving. But obviously, with them playing Tuesday, your entry point's gone up till basically Sunday the 18th, Chef United. Then after that, it's Evan at home. Then it's possibly FA Cup fifth round. Then they've got uh, Fulham away. Then Europe starts up again. So I think those on call, those who would... I don't see why people would be adding Brighton now. Probably if there was any extra, probably happened on Monday, I think. Cool, cool. Um, should we answer off some of the questions that we've had in on the internet, James? Shoot, yeah, my friend. Yeah, it's just a few. Some of them are quite easy. Uh, we start with Andrew McGill. Who would you bring in if you had no cover next Thursday the 1st? If it was a West Ham player, you possibly should have, could have gone Sunday, just gone. But if you if you didn't want to and you wanted to hold a player for the, the Tuesday, Wednesday fixture that they have, you'd say that probably still a West Ham player, right? Yeah, I've, I think so now. Kudos will be back, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and possibly him. Go Calvin Phillips. Go on. Be fruity, James. It's not done yet, is it? End of the week. He's just getting his medical. He was flying back from uh, Turkey or somewhere. You, so. You'd be hoping he gets tackled here because he don't get bloody passing here. What did he do when he was at Leeds? Was he any good in this game? Yeah. Yeah, it certainly was one to, to keep an eye on. He was the hub of the team. They very much played a 4-1-4-1 with him at the base, right? So, so much went through him. Yeah. So, I don't think he'll yeah. be... If we were doing it, it would be more likely a double I pivot alongside with, Alvarez. With, with but he'll him. be the one that takes the ball and keeps it moving. We and always had along. people like Rafinha... Dallas, Meslier, even Pascal Stroik, a little bit mm. Bamford up front, that the eyes were never really on him. But did he tick over? Yeah. Mm. It'll be yeah, interesting to see see what he does. But yeah, more likely a, an attacking player. Have a look at maybe Kudus or Bowen. I think, yeah. For uh, me, it would really. probably be one of those two. Um, it might even be that you'd go in for four games, come off, particularly if you did need coverage for Sunday the 18th or Monday the 19th. Because um, there's... Uh, Sunday the 18th is not brilliant. You need to bear that in mind if, if you've only got a couple of Brighton as well. So it's Sheffield United, Brighton, Luton, Manchester United. So you could make a case for United player that it's possibly two captaincies in there. Wolves away and then Luton away. West Ham and Villa in between doesn't inspire confidence. But could you punt? You know, say you've, say you've kept excess back for Salah. Could you punt a Marcus Rashford for something? I wouldn't advise it, but yeah, you could do. Um, if you're chasing, perhaps. Also, Wolves player. 
So we know Wolves are going to have that single game day with Sheffield United Sunday the twenty fifth. It's quite a way away though. Yeah, and I think it'll be easy enough to get to it as yeah, it's it will. Too far away for me to want to think about that in my decision making. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but I, <coughs> Cunha, I think I, th- I would go Cunha rather than a Manchester United player. The other thing to factor in, of course, as well is if Sun's back soon, Huang will be back soon. So that game. If Korea played Japan in the last 16 in the Asia Cup, that game's next Wednesday. Is it impossible that Huang could even be on the bench against Manchester United the following day? He certainly wouldn't start. But I guess it's not impossible. But he would he would be coming back into that team on top of what you see. Neto is obviously back available. Also factor in February 1st is deadline day. Chance for deadline. When the game is, yeah. And Gary O'Neill did say again on Monday night that they hope to get a loan forward in before the window shuts as well. So I think with those things added up, Wolves is probably more a comeback to because we even though it's transfer deadline day, you might not have all the info. Lee, FPL Hall of Fame. I started with Holland for overhaul. Was too busy to change it. What to do with him now? I keep him. <laughs> hope that he plays next Wednesday. <laughs> it's yeah, just it's quite simple. simple keep him. And uh, FPL Dummy Tom. Best Doherty replacement straight to Erling. Well, if you could got the money to go from Doherty, Doherty, that's an interesting. Yeah, I was confused. It's a. I had to think he's he's got to be Matt Doherty, surely, and maybe he had him for captaincy coverage for for Monday because he didn't punt a Brighton player, which kind of might make sense. So, but if you can go straight to Erling Haaland from Doherty, makes perfect yeah, sense. Do it, even though there's no gain. Captaincy and, and no, but you what's know what's coming. really important. Eight Nori went out of Afcon last night. It's Algerian, so he's back. So I mean, and I've spoken in the past, particularly on the Again, FPL it's coming pods, home then as well. How important Eight Nori is to their structure. So it will go straight back in the team, almost certainly. Um, so as long as he comes through the West Brom game on Sunday, which will be a big game for them, unscathed, Dotty won't play against Manchester United. So yeah, it's it's a sell. Yeah, so Aguirre's coming back for us, isn't he? Yeah, I'm home, Naif. No, is he not Moroccan, Such? Oh, is he Moroccan? Yes, mate. My apologies, Naif. Uh, right. Next question comes in from Ian. Should I take out Saka and Watkins after they play on Tuesday? Both useless and never normally in my team. Don't reckon Watkins will do much against Sheffield United anyways. Holland coming back solves half the equation. I think there's a lot to unpack there. I don't agree that both are useless. Look, it just come off the back of a 5 0, and unfortunately, Saka didn't return. He got just an assist. Saka will be sold a lot next Wednesday. Uh, I, I think I, I'm on for selling Saka just because what else is there? So I, I think, yeah, selling Saka is perfectly fine, but I don't agree that he's useless. But also, Watkins will not do much against Sheffield United. I don't agree with that either, potentially. So Also factor in, if those are your only two players from those two clubs, i.e. if you don't have Saliba, you probably do. But if you don't, then you've left yourself without a captaincy for Sunday the 11th when Arsenal go to West Ham and Villa host Manchester United. Now, of course, you can buy back on the day. It's a Sunday, but it's something to bear in mind. Watkins, he's saying about useless against Sheffield United, potentially. Um... Oh, captain in that night. Yeah, I mean, that's my plan as well. Alter- yeah, there I'm are alternatives. Night, man. And I have thought about this um, in the sense if I moved him on, what would I do on that Saturday? So probably Tottenham at Everton for the likes of Romero. I think particularly you would argue, yeah, Parson T you could fancy. That's perfectly reasonable. I wouldn't have any Tottenham. So I'd then be relying on a Brighton player again against Crystal Palace. But I'd, I'd also, I'd deem that okay 
subject to what it is. Like particularly if you if you held on to Dunk, particularly. Yeah, Dunk at home to Palace on Saturday the third is perfectly reasonable. I'd probably be a bit more shaky about Van Heck under that circumstance, not seeing the team, but just because it's it's then they'll play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and they think, oh no, wobble potentially. So for me, would if I've already moved Dunk on, it'll probably be gross, would be the fullback. But therefore, yeah, for me, my intention would be to keep Watkins. Agreed. And last but not least, uh, Robert Pugsley says, why is Sky unavailable to play outside of the UK or is it only Canada where I am where it is unavailable? Just Canada. Yes, mate. It's uh, <laughs> the guys at South Park. You know, they always blame Canada. Get that meme in there if you can. Is uh, it kill Nico. Canada? No, it's blame Canada, isn't it? Wasn't Whenever it kill- shit goes wrong in America. Wasn't it kill, kill Canada? Wasn't uh, that the song? Uh, and you can find the right one. I thought it was blame Canada. I, but, I, uh, I've been to Canada. I love Canada. Exactly. Uh, and Robert, it's not you. It's not Canada. It's everywhere outside of the UK because it is linked to Skybet and it's a betting uh, account that you're actually I creating. I mean, VPN so. website you can play, but good luck claiming the prize. Uh, That's always yeah. the same problem yeah, we tell yeah. people. Yeah, we, we had that call, didn't we, from the VPN provider who want to sponsor the show. Is he? Yeah, so, uh, but they paid us no money yet, so... Uh, so next week, next maybe. Next week, we'll tell you which <laughs> VPN provider to use. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, James, it is definitely Blame Canada. Uh, and on that note... That's it. That's all the questions we've had. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Planet Sky FF. Uh, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash planet FPL where you'll get ad-free episodes where we won't be plugging any VPNs. Um, you also get access to James's spreadsheet, which is a really good way of playing Sky. As, uh, it helps you plan out where the, where the gaps are, uh, where the potential three-for-ones, two-for-ones, five-for-twos, whatever they may be, are additional content each and every week, a day, weekday. Uh, advanced tier gets two bits of content every day and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Patreon.com forward slash Planet FPL. Um, if you want us there, uh, what's coming on tomorrow, James? Uh, COTC tomorrow's Wolves versus Manchester United, which might be a relevant one for next Thursday, with Bradley Park and Gary Robinson. Uh, we've obviously had our FPL review yesterday. Forest Arsenal might be relevant for next Tuesday. We talk about Saka a lot, actually. Um, and I think those we've got may well still end up captain next week. Mark Southern's Adam Pritchard, that's available for you. And a heads up for Monday's pod, which will be FPL related in terms of it's very much chip related but there will be a lot of stuff on there in terms of where fixtures may and may not go um, which we'll obviously have a much clearer idea of after the weekend so if that's particularly important for you in terms of relevance for players next Tuesday I recommend listening to that on Monday we will obviously cover the sky relevant stuff again next Wednesday and if you want to know when those shows go live, just hit the subscribe button, notification bell, whatever it may be on the platform of your choice and you'll get notified straight away. Other than that, it just leaves me to say, stay safe, look after yourselves, blame Canada, shout for now. <laughs> I'm not doing that as the title and that's all I can think of. Thanks everyone, have a great week. Cue music please, manchild. Sports Social Podcast Network.